This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. There is one reality, and that one reality turns out to be spectacular. We've lived for thousands of years thinking there are actually three realities. There's a religious reality, there's a scientific reality, and then there's that practical reality we can see and touch. But there's always been only one reality. And now, at the start of the 21st century, it's finally possible for you and me to begin to understand that one reality and to use what we're learning to wonderfully transform our lives. You are an eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And really knowing that changes everything. My name is Roberta Grimes and you're listening to Seek Reality on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Every week at this time, we'll be spending an hour together working to better understand the one glorious reality in which we live. Today is very special for me. Our guest is R. Craig Hogan, who's a dear friend of mine, whose book, Your Eternal Self, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, was life-changing for me. Since doing that groundbreaking work, though, Craig has moved on to doing some amazing things in the field of after-death communications. Welcome, Craig. No, oh, thank you very much. I enjoyed talking with you anytime, so I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> we have a lot of fun together whenever we get together. We meet, we've seen each other at conferences and things, but mainly we just, we just email. Um, Craig, you started this sometime back. I mean, I sort of think of you as, as my guru on what's actually going on and what the greater reality is, but you've been working for some years it, in the field of afterlife communications. How did that start, and what's been your progress? What happened was, uh, back in the middle uh, 1990s, I had uh, begun to meet psychics uh, all over the place. I just had never met one before, and suddenly was meeting them at every turn, and it was pretty clear I was being drawn into something. And so then I uh, decided to read a book about remote viewing, and I read the book and gave it a try and found out I could remote view. So that means I can sit down someplace in Illinois, any place where I am, and look at an object or a picture thousands of miles away and see the details in it. So wow. I, knew I had the psychic ability to do remote viewing, and then I discovered I had psychometry ability. I could hold playing cards in my hand face down, and I could tell the suit and the, the uh, color and, the, and sometimes the number. And so uh, from that, I realized that there's a whole lot more to this world than we ever thought there was. You know, <laughs> there's is. much more than meets the eye, Horatio. And uh, <laughs> so what, uh, what I did was to start to find out more about it, and I explored it, and, and I discovered that uh, there is an afterlife, and uh, there the people are happy and uh, anxious to communicate with us. 
And all we need to do is to figure out how we can do that because we know that they are there trying to communicate. They're sending messages to us and we just are not getting them. And so I explored that and, and then have decided to devote my entire life to finding out how we can better communicate with those on the other side and teaching people how to do it. And we're making tremendous strides in doing that. And uh, for a number of reasons, I mean, the science has, has finally caught up and, has, and is now supporting spirituality and our knowledge of the afterlife. So science is helping us out. Uh, you know, it wasn't until 1967 uh, that there was uh, resuscitation uh, of people who were having cardiac arrest. And prior to that, people who had cardiac arrest died. And so it was after that that people were resuscitated. And uh, as a result of that, we found out about near-death experiences. And uh, this research that's been going on in consciousness now is telling us that the mind is not in the brain. And we're discovering that. Science is discovering that. And it's telling us that. And so uh, we are advancing dramatically in spirituality because of what we learned from science today. And so it's a whole different world. And so uh, that world is the world that I'm in now. I'm finding ways in which people can communicate, and now I'm just trying to get them out to people. We're just trying to get the word out about them because we know that virtually everyone can have an afterlife connection with someone whom they love who's now living on the next plane of life. Virtually wow. everyone. Wow, that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so tell me what it is that you're doing because I understand you can teach a process by which... Yes. T- tell us about that. Yeah, let me start with uh, where, where it came out of it first. The first effort was coming out of guided afterlife connections. These were done by state-licensed psychotherapists. And the state-licensed psychotherapists in their offices have been helping people to have afterlife connections. And uh, I've been working with Rochelle Wright, who's a state-licensed psychotherapist in Washington State. And she has a success rate of something over 95% of the people who come in have afterlife connections. And these connections are phenomenal. They are, are touching and hugging and, and taking walks on the beach mentally with, with each other. And uh, we have validations of them. They learn things that they couldn't have known that they find out that later on were true. So through these methods that the psychotherapist is using in the office, we know we can have these connections. So I thought that there must be, because of the fact that all we have to do is bring the person into a state in which they can allow the communication to come through. We just have to find a way of getting people into that state. And I'm a, a certified hypnotist, and so what I did was decided that uh, I would combine what was being done in the guided afterlife connections in the psychotherapist's office with hypnotism, and we would see what would happen. Uh, what the, hypnotist, the uh, psychotherapist is doing is called bilateral stimulation. And what that means is that uh, they stimulate either side of the body, and that has an effect on the right and left hemispheres of the brain, or better yet, the right and left mind. And that then breaks down barriers, and it's possible for the afterlife connection to occur. So I use that. I'm using it in audio. In other words, the people have headsets on, and they're listening to meditation music, and the volume is going up and down on either side as they're doing that. And what that's doing is stimulating the left and right sides of the body and the right and left sides of the mind. And at the same time, I'm taking them into a hypnotic trance by giving them a narration that relaxes them and takes them into a a beautiful place where love is 
and there then they meet with their loved one and that then has been uh, is available now over the internet anybody in the world can do it people are getting on from all over the world and uh, our first study of it we had an 86% success rate so people wow. are getting on and they're making connections so, so these are virtually people, everyone can do it. Mm-hmm. You have not had to um, be there with them? They could just go no. to the website? They what, just go what, on the website. Mm-hmm. Now, it's what, a training what's program. What's the website? Tell us the website. We'll have to say it, it a few it, times. Uh, it is, uh, the easiest way to get to it is to go to the website that describes both the guided and afterlife uh, and self-guided connections. It's uh, at afterlifeconnections.org. AfterlifeConnections.org. Mm-hmm. Wow, and okay. And that, that explains them both and also has the links to the training materials. Uh, now, the self-guided Afterlife Connections, the one that they can do on the Internet and anybody can do it at any time, is entirely free. comes from the Center for Spiritual Understanding, the center that I'm the director of. Everything that we do is free. And uh, they can get on this website and they can go through it from anywhere in the world. It's a training program. So what we're doing when they go through the training program is we're training them how to allow those messages that we know are coming from the loved ones on the other side constantly to allow those messages to come into the mind and bubble up to the consciousness. And it's called natural unfoldment. And what natural unfoldment is, is uh, allowing the mind to have that information flow into the mind and into consciousness without any intervening judgment, with no analysis, with no thinking it through. It simply comes into the mind and goes right into consciousness and bypasses all of the judgment and all of the, of the perceptions, the perception testing that we do. And that then is how the person comes through. That's how the loved one will come through from the other side. And uh, so that training program takes, us, takes them through seven stages, begins with teaching them how to allow the natural unfoldment, all the way through to allowing it to happen without any guidance. Uh, in other words, there's no music, there's no narration. They do it all by themselves, just by sitting down and doing it. Wow. So take them all the way to that point. Have you done this yourself? I do and- it. Um, uh, I actually have been doing it for years. Uh, because it, I, yeah, I can connect. You know, I knew that I could connect before, uh, and I used automatic writing mostly. But that's the, the preferred method that I use. In automatic writing, what we do is we sit down with a, a sheaf of papers. So we'll have eight or ten pieces of paper with a pen in your hand, and you uh, allow the the messages to come through from the other side. Uh, through your into the pen or into the paper, and you just write, scribble down as fast as you can, whatever it is, it is that's coming through, and that forces you not to be able to make a judgment, because it's going to be coming through from the other side, straight onto the paper, and there's no intervening judgment about what it is that's coming through. So I use automatic writing. That's my method of doing it. And, we, uh, we should just say quickly that uh, this is not to be tried at home. The the, the guided afterlife uh, or or independently uh, done afterlife connections through the website uh, anybody can do. But we we caution people who haven't um, who are not at at a spiritual level where it works to avoid automatic writing because you can attract some negative entities that are not people who. Uh, you know, are your loved ones who have died, but instead are out to cause mischief. So, yeah, um, anybody who anybody who goes in, into uh, and we do this in the self-guided afterlife connections too. Anybody who does any activity 
engaged in contacting the other side should have as part of their activity a, a, a protection from the white light. In other words, what you do is you, you ask for protection from the higher power, uh, a white light that bathes you during this process, and you accept only the highest and the best, and you reject anyone who is of a, a lower level. And what that does is to protect you. And so uh, we have that built into the self-guided afterlife connections. Good. And anybody should do that if they do automatic writing. Then. Yeah, that yeah absolutely. That should always be part of every effort, every effort. And uh, people should avoid things like the Ouija board and those sorts of things. Oh, the Ouija yeah. board actually has a has a, a very good history in spiritualism. It results in, uh, in in good development, but most people don't know how to use it, and they use it badly. They are trying to contact lower level spirits, and they are out there. And, oh, yeah. uh, they, and so we advise that everybody just do not use something like the Ouija board, which is so easily accessible, and you can get those lower level spirits. Uh, and uh, the lower level spirits, there are evil spirits. Uh, unfortunately, that, that is a, a truth that we know to be true now. And uh, so we have to watch it uh, when we go to the other side and, and spend time there that we're always attracting only the highest and the best and that we are in a spiritual level in which we're not trying to the, the, do the Ghostbuster thing where you try to provoke <laughs> the lower-level spirit right. uh, and any of that uh, activity, and you're staying in the highest level, connecting only with your loved ones, people whom you want to connect with, uh, and anybody, any guides who are at that higher level. And, but you're absolutely right. The, the protection must be there as part of the process, any of these processes. I, I, I tend to advise people just not to try it um, until they're very confident that, they're at, that their own spiritual level is such that their own guides are right there protecting them. Because um, it could be scary. There have been people, there, I, I know of at least one case where they had to tear down a house. Uh, it was yeah, impossible. That does happen. That does it happen. was impossible to, to clean it yeah. out once the yeah. uh, negative entities were there. So it's scary. There are but, negative entities, right? And and the negative entities, some of them, many of them are earthbound people. So in other words, they pass yes. and they stay out on the earth plane, even though they're not using a body, but they're staying on the earth plane vibration. And uh, some of them want to do mischief. They're getting, uh, they're like uh, gangbangers. They're people yes. who are inherently wanting to do mischief. So there are those, but there are also evil entities who are, have never been human, who have never been on the earth plane as a body. And uh, those evil entities, we don't know where they come from or why they're there, but we do know that they're there. And so then those are the ones you have to watch out for. Those are the ones who cause the hauntings in which people are scratched or in which there are other problems. People are pushed and, and uh, children are kept awake at night uh, because of these entities. So we, we have to watch the, the, that other side, the, the unseen realm is a very deep realm. It's rather like the, the world. If we look at the world today, we know that there are people in the world who are serial killers, there are gangbangers, there are despots who would massacre large numbers of people. The same thing is happening on the other side. There are the unseen entities who have the same disposition and so we have to protect ourselves against them. If we stay on a higher spiritual level, as you say, and that we are always looking towards only contacting the higher spiritual levels, then we can avoid that. But if we provoke or, or try to get to the lower level entities, then they're going to come at us. Yes, <laughs> and then they will never let us go. And they won't, no, because they've got a sucker. They've got somebody on the, they've got that fish on the line, and uh, they're going to pull <laughs> right. at you. And 
Yeah, and so that's why they do stay around. They do, and and uh, the people on the other side who who are mischievous. Uh, an arsonist is going to look for other people who like to set fires. Right. So they're going to stick around people on this side of life who like to set fires, and and they're going to egg them on. And, and through their thoughts, what they do is they influence through through thinking, through focusing their thoughts on them, and saying, "Wouldn't it be wonderful if that house was on fire? Can you imagine yes. the the fire engines coming in?" And it gets them excited and, and from the other side, and and uh, so the arsonist. Or, or a serial killer, or somebody who is already a, has a disposition in that direction, will have many of these spirits, many of these people around them, trying to egg them on. We're going to be doing a show uh, early part of September. Maybe I should have you come back and be on that show with me, in which I'm specifically going to talk about um, the the details of earthbounds and uh, negative mm-hmm. entities yeah, uh, but you real. know more about it than i do so maybe you want to really be on real. with me <laughs> oh i'd love to you know i would love to because uh we do need to get the word out about that too i mean there's so much that is wonderful and warm and loving and benign yeah. and about re- reaching out and, and touching our loved ones who are on the other side but then people just have to know about that other side you gotta got know, to know you gotta be able to, right protect yeah. yourself yeah, right, yeah. because um, it's uh, there are evil entities, I mean, more evil than we can imagine on the other right. side. Well, you're, you're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network, and our wonderful guest today is our Craig Hogan, who, when we come back, is going to be telling us only good stuff. So we'll be right back. When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is cliff notes to 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you'd like to talk about some of the things that are discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the welcoming community at afterlifeforums.com. Roberta and Andrew manage Afterlife Forums in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. If you are very ill, if you have lost a loved one, or if you just wonder about these topics, come and join the fun at afterlifeforums.com. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking with the wonderful R. Craig Hogan, who is telling us the good and the bad about trying to communicate with the other side. Um, now we're going to go back to talking about some of the good stuff. Um, what, what Craig has done is to come up with a way for us to contact and talk with 
our loved ones who are always trying to get through to us. This is one of the things we've already done a show on all the ways they're trying to get through to us. This is something that it's very important that we always remember. Our loved ones don't stop loving us. Maybe they love us even more when they're, when, after they've died and they're desperate to ease our grief. So one way we can help them as we help ourselves is to try to get in touch with them and give them a clear channel to be able to get through to us and comfort us. Now, tell us again the website, Craig, and, and explain again what it is that, that people can learn to do when they access your website. Sure. The website is afterlifeconnections, with an S on the end, dot org. It's a uh, nonprofit. There's no cost involved in this. Everything is free. And I can get on the website. Uh, there's a link uh, on afterlifeconnections.org to the website that has the uh, the self-guided afterlife connections procedure. And they can get on and start with stage one, and it's a training program. And they start with stage one, and they'll go through to stage seven. And at each stage, then they will be taken into a, a state of mind in which they can connect with the person who's now living on the other side. Uh, It starts off by teaching them about natural unfoldment. Natural unfoldment means that you allow those messages and those feelings and those impressions to come through from the other side and come into consciousness, but without any judgment, without any control, they simply come through. And one of the things that, that we do uh, in that process is to teach them, for instance, when they have a daydream and they think about um, a, a young child on the beach and I, we have them envision this scene and it can be any scene that they want, but it, if it were on the beach, they would envision a scene on the beach and then they would envision a young child and they would say hello to the young child and then see what the young child would say to them. And then after they've, they've gone through that experience, then, then uh, I ask them a question and I say, now, do you know what color bathing suit that the young child was wearing? And was it a boy or a girl? How old was the child? What color skin? What color hair? And they have answers for all of those things, but they were not in their control. They didn't plan any of that. All of that came through, and it was natural unfoldment. It came through from the source. It came through from their higher self. It came through from sources other than their conscious mind. So that's natural unfoldment. Whatever it is that comes through that doesn't come from the conscious mind, is not in their control, that's natural unfoldment. And that can come through from all kinds of places, the higher self, their own higher self. It can come through from other people's higher selves. It can come through from the source, which is what we can call God. Uh, it can come through from loved ones on the other side. It can come from guides, helpers. So there are a great number of sources from which it comes. Those, uh, our loved ones on the other side, are trying to get that message through. They're trying to communicate with us. They describe when, when we talk with them after they have passed, they say that the greatest issue that they have after they've passed, the greatest sadness that they have, is that they can't communicate with their loved one and say, I'm fine, please don't grieve for me, I'm okay. I just go on with your life and I'm always going to be around you and I'm always going to be only a thought away. Uh, so please don't worry about me. And they say that that's the greatest sadness that they have, that they can't get that through. We want to help people to, to get those messages. So that's, what, that's the focus of what we're doing. 
So, so I've let's say I've just lost. Well, my mother actually died just under a year ago. Let's mm-hmm. say I wanted to contact her, and I went to your website, and I was starting to get that that communication. What would it feel like to to have it start to happen? I mean, am I going to hear mm-hmm. her voice while I see her face? Mm-hmm. What what would that experience be like for me? Yeah, it's very different because this is mind to mind communication. And so we have to get away from the idea that uh, that we're going to get uh, things happening in words. Words happen where there are vibrations going through the air and, and they come into our ears and, and they're turned into electrical impulses that come to the mind. We are going to be bypassing all of that. We're going to go right to the mind. So we're going to go right to the conclusions or the impressions and we get the whole message at once. Now that we can get it in words. So sometimes we'll get words that come through that sound just like mom or dad, uh, but most of it's going to be the conclusions or the impressions. That's the whole thought that we get in the mind-to-mind communication. Sometimes there are images. Uh, sometimes there are sensations of, of the feeling of, uh, of being hugged or kissed, and, and these are, are real sensations, and people uh, definitely have those sensations. One in one of the guided afterlife connections, uh, a fellow uh, had was going through the induction with a psychotherapist, and he closed his eyes and didn't meet with his brother, who was in spirit. And he opened his eyes suddenly, and, and he was charged, and and said, "My God, you know, it, it felt like there was a big crab that was putting its pinches <laughs> on me." And uh, and so the psychotherapist said, "Well, go back in and ask. Go back in and, and see what it, what it was that that was." And so he went back in into the situation, closed his eyes, and he smiled, and you could see his his face lit up, and he opened his eyes, and he said, that was my brother giving me a hug. Oh, my. <laughs> so they get a physical sensation, too, the physical sensation of being uh, of being hugged, of, being, of holding hands, of walking with each other, of being kissed. Uh, one woman who is actually a medium, who had gone through it, and uh, she then gave us a comparison of what it's like to, for a medium reading and uh, the self-guided afterlife connection. Uh, she had gone through it, and and she and her son, and her son's friend, who was in spirit also, uh, were had the experience of jumping into a pool below a waterfall, and she could feel the water. Uh, she could feel her her hair going up above her as she went down into the water, and huh. and when she got out, she uh, she shook herself, you know, to to get the water off, and and uh, she heard her son in spirit to say Fred, and she couldn't re- figure out what that was. She didn't know what that meant, but uh, then afterwards, when she came out and she recalled that when they, he was young, they had a dog. His dog name was was Fred, and she looked like Fred shaking when she was shaking her head. Huh. That she had the sensation of water, she had the sensation of going down in the water, of seeing her hair go up in the air. Uh, all of these things happen in these self-guided and, and the guided afterlife connections both. The actual sensations and what happens is very unique. So it depends on the person. Everybody the gets... Things, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to say, one of the things that struck me, what was it, two years ago, you and Rochelle Wright were presenting at a conference, and I was there as well, um, and I was struck by how vivid the experiences were. There were a number of people there who had had these experiences with Dr. Wright, uh, these guided afterlife connections, mm-hmm. um, people who had met with their children, people who had who really were deeply grieving. Um, and they had come all the way to the conference a distance, uh, actually. I think many of them came from Washington State to Phoenix just mm-hmm. 
to talk about how extraordinary and real this experience was for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess the, it's hard to really convey. If you are deeply grieving, it's very, very difficult even to think about going on with your life. But the people there, because they had had these experiences that were so vivid and they were so certain now that their loved ones were happy, healthy, whole, and mm-hmm. waiting for them, yeah. uh, they were going on with their lives. Yes, so, it makes so a big difference. Yeah, it changes it, lives. It, it's, it's completely life-changing, yes, um, uh-huh, which, is, right. which is why it's so important to get this message out, because mm-hmm. um, we, we run afterlifeforums.com and get many grieving people there. And mm-hmm. um, it's, what, what, what's difficult about grieving, and the ironic thing about it is that deep grief is an actual barrier to communication. Yes. It's a negative energy, which means that if you're really in grief, that you can't mm-hmm. get the one medicine that's going to solve that problem yeah, and, and get you past true. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so in, in the natural unfoldment, we had to teach them to, to uh, set their grief aside because that interferes with it. Uh, and so they have to be able to go into the experience and allow the unfoldment to come naturally without impeding it by desperately wanting to have the connection or or trying to imagine the connection happening so that, that, to make it happen and uh the the grief de- demands so much of their psyche that yes. it's very difficult for them to be able to allow the natural unfoldment so that we have to help them to uh, set that aside it, it, but that's really the problem, isn't it? it it's yes, it almost is. as if they there's an actual barrier put up against their loved mm-hmm. ones, which is yeah, very difficult. Unfortunately, unfortunately it, it's true. It also sometimes can keep loved ones from progressing. If you have very, very deep grief, uh, you can literally hold your loved ones in thrall, uh, or so I've heard or so I've seen. So um, this is very, very important work that you're doing, Craig. I'm so glad you're doing it. Uh, is anyone else working in this field? Uh, there is nobody else who's doing exactly what we're doing, but uh, Rochelle Wright, of course, is doing the, the guided afterlife connections. Uh, and uh, she originally had learned the technique from Al Botkin, who is a psychotherapist. He was at the VA hospital in uh, North Chicago, Illinois. And uh, she had learned the method initially from him, but then she improved on it vastly she abandoned the clinical method that he had been using and, and uses much more spiritual, much more afterlife-oriented uh, methods. And so she's much more successful. Now she's getting a 70 or 96 or, or, or higher. Oh, wow. And uh, we did one study the, uh, of the reduction in grief. And the reduction in grief using uh, what's called the, the SUDS scale, uh, Subjective Units of Disturbance Scale, and uh, it's a scale of 1 to 10, and the uh, patient or the client assesses what their disturbance is for uh, memories. And uh, at the beginning of the sessions, the, of one session, the disturbances were, they were 10s and 10 plus plus pluses, and wow. one was 200, and, and they were very high. The average was 9.41 at the beginning of the session for a sample of 44 people. At the end of a single session for the 44 people, the average was 1.42. So they had reduced wow. all the way down to yeah to almost to nothing. And many of them had zeros at the end of it. 
And, and that uh, because was because had, they now knew that their loved ones were alive and mm-hmm, fine. They had that right. experience of connection. And they had the experience. They had actually uh, spent time with them. Uh, and the, the other distinction that is really wonderful about the self-guided afterlife connections is once a person has gone through it and learned the method, then they can continue to do it over and over again. There's no limit. Uh, one person now has, has involved in it over 150 times. She, uh, <laughs> wow. uh, we have two or three uh, people now who are doing it every day. They get up in the morning and they have their morning uh, rendezvous with the person on the other side, and it's a regular <laughs> part of their routine every day. And <laughs> what is happening maybe, maybe is they're actually it's just wonderful. Yes. It's just wonderful. <laughs> and what's happening is that that now the person on the other side. Uh, they are beginning to teach the person on this side. So they're actually taking them further. They're taking them, it's more than just the connection. Uh, They're actually taking them into teaching them spirituality, uh, taking them into a higher spiritual level. And this is consistent. Uh, So it it appears that if we can keep up the connection and have the regular connections, they're going to start taking us to the next level, which means teaching us about spirituality, about the other side, about who we are. And the, the interesting thing is that they do these in uh, puzzles and koans. They give images, like a, in one case, a, uh, the, the man, the husband, uh, and the woman who is uh, on this side of the plane. She had, uh, she, he said, he, she said, uh, teach me something. And he said, well, come on along. We're going to go down here to this mountain. And she said, oh, we're going to try to climb that mountain. He said, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to get up to the top of that mountain. And she was a little disturbed that they were going to have to climb it. And, and he said, okay, come on over here. And they went into an elevator. And so there was an elevator there, and they went up to the top of the mountain, and they looked down from the top of the mountain. They saw people who were clamoring, trying to get up the mountain, trying to crawl up the mountain. And uh, and what the message was, because there's always a message. There's, they, they get the impression of the message along with it. The message was, all you have to do is allow it to happen naturally. And you'll be able to, if you try to try it too hard, if you work at it too hard, it's going to be hard to get up that mountain. But if you just allow it to happen naturally, then it will come up all by itself. And that was in connection with her being able to access spirit, to be able to, to communicate with spirit. So they, they teach them in these kinds of images and puzzles and, and, uh, and koans. And uh, it's a very, it's a wonderful experience that, that uh, they go into. That's actually extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, with the thing, my first instinct was, but they have so much fun. The dead have so much fun and so much more to do there um, than we have here. That I, I mean, to have to talk to people every day, maybe they, maybe we're like too much uh, in, in interfering in their lives there. But, well, what they, yeah, what they say is, is that uh, they don't mind it at all that they're anxious to do it, and they have eternity to, to go ahead and develop their self-spirituality. <laughs> so, and and uh, they, uh, they don't mind a bit, you know, spending time with their loved one, and, uh, and they then, some of them dedicate the rest of their lives, uh, or the rest of the person on this side's life, to working with them and, uh, and staying with them during that time. So uh, it's, a, it's a labor of love for them. That's extraordinary. That's a whole mm-hmm. extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an area which I'm not even. One of the things I love about doing this work, Craig, and and everybody else I know who's doing it feels the same way, and I know you do too. Is that there's always something more to learn. It's this so is exciting. the biggest yeah. topic there is. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. And in the, in the guided afterlife connections, 
what we're these are done by psychotherapists, so they're doing therapy. And what's happening that we're finding is that the people on the other side are coming through specifically to engage in the psychotherapy. So what they're doing is they're coming through with messages, perhaps about the person's childhood, and giving an, another perspective on what they were thinking. The, the person on the other side might be a father or a mother, and helping the person on this side to understand, here's what, I, what was going on with us during that period of your life. Oh my here's why that trauma occurred. Here's, wh- here's what was, was going on. So they're actually coming in and they're engaging in actively helping with the psychotherapy. And in uh, some instances, uh, when the psychotherapist is using this technique, uh, it's uh, called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which uses the bilateral stimulation that we use in the afterlife connections, but they're doing normal therapy. They're not trying to make an afterlife connection. But the EMDR then opens them up. And at times, then the person on the other side comes through in a normal psychotherapy session because they want to give them a perspective on something that happened in their childhood. And so they come through and they are participating in the psychotherapy. They're participating in the person's healing. And uh, we're actually, Rochelle and I are going to write a book about that. That's the next book. Oh, good. Well, we're, we're looking forward to that one. We're mm-hmm. having a lot of fun with this. This is, this is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. You are an eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And we're having a lot of fun with that fact. Our guest today is R. Craig Hogan, and we'll be right back. When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is Cliff Notes to 200 Years of Abundant and Consistent Afterlife Evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you'd like to talk about some of the things that are discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the welcoming community at afterlifeforums.com. Roberta and Andrew manage afterlife forums in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. If you are very ill, if you have lost a loved one, or if you just wonder about these topics, come and join the fun at afterlifeforums.com. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking today with R. Craig Hogan, who is blowing our minds. Um, just before, just before we, we broke, um, you were talking, Craig, about the fact that when people do um, the EMDR, which is a form of bilateral stimulation, um, as part of therapy, sometimes they're 
dead loved ones will come through and assist in the therapy, which is something I had never heard of, but it is thrilling. Tell me more about that. Well, it's happening pretty early on, and uh, actually pretty early on, people who had discovered who were doing the EMDR that there was uh, a phenomenon in which the people who were coming through were uh, for a person who was grieving. The people were coming through and the clients or patients were describing this phenomenon of the person coming through and uh, and giving them information about wow. yeah and and so it was happening by mistake and it's <laughs> in the, the the books that the people had been writing at the time who were using EMDR uh, and they then when they did come through and and this happened for them uh, they didn't spend any time working with it or, or figuring out why it was happening but they were the people were coming through from the other side it wasn't until 1995 that uh, Al Botkin then uh, had discovered that he could make this happen intentionally, that he could have people come through uh, from the other side. And he was very successful at the VA hospital. It was like 98% at the VA hospital. And it was in large part because he had a very good relationship with the combat veterans who were there. And uh, then they, the people on the other side would come through and it would help the grieving person, the, the combat veteran, who was grieving, and sometimes they would be grieving for an enemy soldier they had killed, uh, or civilians who they saw killed, and and uh, then the person would come through from the other side and and help them to understand what happened and the fact that they're very happy now that they're in a, a wonderful, joyous place, and that they needn't continue to grieve for them, and it was life changing for them for the combat veterans. So he discovered how to do it, and then after he discovered how to do it, then he taught to others, and among those was Rochelle Wright, and uh, she then uh, took the bilateral stimulation and uh, and stopped using the clinical EMDR, which has a very rigid method of doing it, and she had a very much more spiritual orientation. She realized that those on the other side are in charge. Those on the other side are unfolding all of this, and it's not just the person. It's also the guides and the source. There are a lot of helpers who are involved in this. So when you have a connection with somebody, there is a raft of people who are behind it who are helping to make the connection possible. She realized that and allowed the person on the other side to take charge. And so sometimes the therapy sessions now can be five, six, seven hours. Her longest, I think, is eight hours. Wow. And during that time, most of that time, or much of that time, is involved in actual communication. So there are hours of communication with the person on the other side. That's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a long time since I read Dr. Botkin's book, but um, I loved it. I was struck by it. It's called Induced After-Death Communication by mm-hmm. Alan R. L. Botkin and with R. Craig Hogan. But one of the things I think he was doing was actually curing post-traumatic stress disorder by, by, doing, by giving people these connections. Is that the case? Yes, and that, there are two things going on here. One is the EMDR. EMDR is very, very powerful. In, uh, it, it's been called the breakthrough therapy of the 20th, 20th century. Uh, but EMDR is very powerful in taking care of, of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder uh, and other things, even multiple personality and anxiety disorders and a great number of other things. So it all by itself is very, very strong. But then when it was combined with the afterlife connection, with the uh, induced afterlife connection, then that made it doubly strong. It had a real effect on the patients. Uh, it is a whole. This is a whole new method of therapy. It's a cutting edge method of therapy that the therapeutic community has not latched onto yet, because 
they're still back. Many of of those in the therapeutic uh, therapeutic community are not accepting EMDR yet alone, all by itself. Uh, so the idea of accepting EMDR or bilateral stimulation that is going to result in afterlife connections, they're far, <laughs> far from that. No. Uh, and, and, but it is a breakthrough method of, of, of helping people. It is the single method that, that helps with grief uh, to this extent. Uh, the grief therapy in, in general is not very successful. So grief therapy uh, is, does not help people to resolve their grief in, in most circumstances. But this then evolves, uh, it helps people with their grief in a single session. And all we have to do is get people into it and allow them. Rochelle is now training people. We're looking for therapists, therapists who want to be trained. Uh, the fee for training is not an exorbitant fee. It's just enough to cover her time. And, uh, and she's very anxious to have psychotherapists come in and be trained. And any psychotherapist, any state-licensed psychotherapist can learn how to do that. One of the things that we're dealing with, actually, is that medicine in general, including, of course, psychiatric medicine, is still stuck in uh, basically Newtonian physics. They have no mm-hmm. understanding of the greater reality that we live in, and therefore, mm-hmm. uh, where all of this is coming from, they would have no clue. Um, Bruce Lipton uh, did, has done a lot of work on this as well, and, and we all share a frustration uh, that there's all this possibility of helping other people um, that's never accessed because to do it is to, is to and to escape traditional medicine is to risk your career. So right. you tend mm-hmm. to stick with do- with what doesn't work rather than risking uh, what does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, is, that's where we are now. Yeah, which is which is unfortunate. But it's not just the the, the uh, those who are in who are scientists. Uh, it's among the bereavement counselors. The same thing is true. Yeah. Uh, most of the bereavement counselors are not attuned to the afterlife. Uh, it's among the death education people. They won't. Uh, they don't talk about the afterlife. Uh, it really is. There's a, a vast amount of ignorance among the professionals who are in this field who do do work with grieving people. And uh, if somebody has a counselor who says that they're not sure what happens to their loved one or where their loved one is or if they don't talk about the afterlife, they need to get out of that counselor's office and get into somebody who understands the spirituality that's involved in it because we know where people are and we can you can communicate with the, with the person and it resolves their grief in a single session. So we know that these things are true now. When people have had their grief reduced so dramatically, does that mm-hmm. is to, are we finding that's a long-standing result? Yes, and they, mm-hmm. they feel that way next week and the week after as well. Mm-hmm. Months later, years later, yeah. Wow. So wow. When yeah, when they're interviewed uh, years later, then uh, they still have the same sentiment. Um, it is uh, combined. It's mixed up with a whole lot of other things. Of course, it's their life circumstances, and then having to go on, uh, for instance, without a spouse and having to go through the struggles that they go through. So there are a lot of things that, that can be uh, depressing in their life. But as far as the connection is concerned, as far as their understanding of what happens to their loved one, where their loved one is, and that they're going to have a reunion, that is stable and that stays with them. Yes, uh, isn't that, that's extraordinary. Wonderful. But, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think that the future is? Where, where are we going with this? I think that what we're going to be doing is we're going to be finding these methods of, of afterlife connections. And when, as we do more of these and more people become engaged in them, then people are going to, are going to come together uh, in groups. 
uh, it's rather going to be rather like a support group or uh, uh, rather like a, a church group that meets on Sunday mornings. But people are instead going to meet and uh, they're going to be able to exchange anecdotes about what it is that's happened with them, what they've learned, and actually go into these experiences within the group while they're in the group setting, in the group meeting. So we're seeing more of the more people talking about starting a group uh, in which people come together who have had these experiences, and, and that is going to support having the experiences, and at the same time, it's going to teach people about them, and it's going to promote it uh, among larger groups of people. So I, I see that as the next step. Now that we are able to make the connections, I think people are going to come together and they're going to be sharing experiences, and it's going to be very uplifting to get together once a week or, or every other week and and uh, spend time talking with people about your loved ones and actually then during the, the session while you're there, uh, having a period of time in which you get in touch with them and, and then share what it is that you, you've learned. Uh, and that's the future of it. Well, it, it's exciting to contemplate where we're going. It's frustrating, though, for those of us who know what's going on because it seems to be happening slowly. And, and one of the things I think that is probably the case is that this is not going to be a top-down revolution, this understanding that we live in a greater mm-hmm. reality and that reality uh, means that we are eternal beings. It's, I think it's going to happen person to person. And the day will come maybe not in your lifetime and mine, but within this century when everyone will look at each other and say, we always do that. Everybody knew that. It was obvious. It's obvious. It's an obvious truth. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, And and that that is where it will go. That is what we have. But you're right. It's going to be from the bottom up because people know this to be true. I mean, uh, the the, uh, great majority of people, I think it's 93%, believe that their loved ones are in some form still alive someplace. Uh, they just can't put this into action. They can't put this into their life and, and, and then become comfortable with that and, and then communicate with the loved one on the other side. So we just have to make that bridge. We just have to get them to the point where they can realize that they can do that. You can just sit down and you know, take a, a, a calm moment and close your eyes. And, uh, and there's also a sense of presence that people need to learn about. They do have a feeling of a sense of presence. It's It's like... You know, I feel like Grandma's here right now. You know, yeah. I, I feel like you know that th- that she was with me in church today when 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 they were talking, and that sense of presence is a real sense, just as real as sight, and it's just as real as hearing. And people need to get accustomed to that to that as the reality. And then when they get the sense of presence, then take a moment and just communicate, just uh, so just be quiet and and uh, and have a, a wonderful talk with the person on the other side who's come at that point. Uh, and the good thing about that, one of the wonderful things about that is those on the other side get very frustrated and eventually then, then they will go on to the next level and and not look back as much because they can't communicate. They but can. if they can communicate, that doesn't hold them back because what happens is they can go on, but you're only a thought away. So when you communicate, when you think about them and, and you ask for them to come, they can come to you. Uh, so in other words, they're, they're continuing with their lives on the other side, but they're able to come back to us and communicate with us when we want them to, or sometimes they come back and just visit and look in on us. And uh, the more that we're able to communicate with them and the more active we are in communicating with them, the more they'll stick around and the more they'll do that. So we'll get more communication with them. And people just have to realize that and, and, uh, and actively do it. 
Well, we, we could talk about this forever. Unfortunately, our, we're, our, we're running out of time, so I'm just going to close by saying I'm Roberta Grimes, and my book is The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. It's available on Amazon, of course, uh, in print as well as for Kindle and on Barnes & Noble. And we've been talking with the wonderful R. Craig Hogan. Uh, Craig, please again give your website so that people can, can go and learn how to communicate with their loved ones directly. Sure. It is uh, Afterlife Connections. Dot org, and it's just like it's spelled, and uh, with an S on the end of connections. Dot with org. an S. S. As please, in, mm-hmm. And please join us next week. We're going to be talking with Karen E. Herrick, who's a counselor who uses what she's learning in our one reality to improve the lives of people and families who are in crisis. Meanwhile, of course, please visit us at afterlifeforums.com and join the discussion there, which could be very lively after this show. And now go out and enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is Cliff Notes to 200 Years of Abundant and Consistent Afterlife Evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you'd like to talk about some of the things that are discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the welcoming community at afterlifeforums.com. Roberta and Andrew manage Afterlife Forums in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. If you are very ill, if you have lost a loved one, or if you just wonder about these topics, come and join the fun at afterlifeforums.com. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.